0: You are listening to the Paranormal Chronicles Radio Show. Here is your host, paranormal researcher and author of the best-selling, a most haunted house, Gavin Lee
1: Davis. Welcome. My name is G. L. Davis, founder of the ParanormalChronicles.com and author the international bestseller, the book that is terrifying readers around the globe. Dear you, read haunted horror of Haverford West, alone in bed at night. Thank you for listening as we journey into a world of extraterrestrial contact, alien races and a much needed message for humanity. Wherever you are in the world, know you are loved and please keep safe during these challenging times. I'm sending you a big hug from beautiful Pembrokeshire, West Wales. The Paranormal Chronicles podcast series brought to you by Sikth-Books.com. So visit Sikth-Books.com today and start your paranormal reading adventure. If this is your first time listening, then please follow so you never miss an episode. Plus, all followers get entered into a followers monthly prize draw to win a fantastic book from Sikth-Books.com. Press follow now, download and listen to our huge archive of amazing content. Big news for us, we are now on Patreon, become a VIP today and access ad-free and early access episodes, have extra draws in the book giveaway, access the digital content, be part of an exclusive VIP Amazon prize draw, and get this, you get two free digital books and one of them, it's my controversial bestseller, Go Sex, The Violation. All of that for a free pound or dollar subscription head over to www.patreon.com forward slash tpcvip that's patreon.com forward slash tpcvip go vip today final announcement before we get on with this incredible show i am thrilled and honored to announce that my fourth book is set for release harvest the true story of alien abduction is ready for pre-order release date halloween 2020 Pre-order Harvest, The True Story of Alien Abduction by me, GL Davis, today from wherever books are sold on tonight's show. Has one man had numerous contact with alien beings? What do these aliens look like? What is it like on board their spacecraft? Where do they come from and what do they want? Keith Anthony Blanchard is the author of the new book, Homecoming crossing the bridge to the soul and hosted a popular center of light radio show. Keith has had some incredible alien encounters, contact and visitations that has changed his life forever. In this fascinating interview, you will learn what these aliens look like, where they come from, their energy sources, their motives and so much more. This is an out of this world interview and like Keith, you may just find your homecoming. On with the show. Keith, what is your first recollection of being with extraterrestrial beings? When I was about eight or nine years old, living in my
0: house with my parents in South Louisiana, at that time of my life, I had this fear of dogs. So why would a young boy want to be outside at two or three in the morning, pitch black backyard with dogs and the belief in whatever boogeyman might be out there? But often, you know, it would happen once a week, sometimes twice a week, skip a week, then three, then skip a week, and and so forth, back and forth, over and over. But I would always find myself in the backyard at about two or three in the morning, looking up at the sky, seriously, one of these kinds of looking up at the sky with your hands open and going, what? But I had no recollection of the actual happening of it all, but I remember that I would often have to prop up this cinder block to stand on to be tall enough to lunge myself back through the bedroom window to get back into my house and so this would happen periodically and i don't remember any of the events that were taking place except why am i in this backyard (laughs) and so at the age of 33 i was watching a program on the discovery channel about aliens and i had a full-blown conscious recall of the wind the whys, the wheres, the whos um, that has taken place for, I'd say about two and a half, maybe three, three and a half years periodically. But I was, I feel through all that, Gavin, that somehow there was an agreement had. Uh, I was, even as a young boy, even to this day, I don't feel any violation. I I was never taken beyond my will, though I might have had some nervousness when certain things would go down and start to happen. But 30, 45 seconds, at least we can call it that in a place of no time when it felt like I would just completely ease and relax into the experience. And I just found myself um, coming to understand that this is a very, very natural phenomenon, probably for all of us. It depends on where we are in our growth that allows us
1: simply to be able to recall it. But these were my early experiences in my life. So prior to these experiences, had you seen something like a UFO or a bright light in the sky, something to preempt that you were maybe being taken aboard spaceships?
0: Fantastic question. No, at least not to my conscious recall now, but I do remember as a young child, I remember the first um, sort of phenomenal, big, experience, if you will, that happened in my life. I was, uh, there you have it. I was eight years old. I remember being, maybe this is the preempt. I was eight years old and I found myself in a state of consciousness while I was laying in the bed um, after, you know, 1230 at night, one o'clock when everyone in the house is sleeping. And, but I thought I was awake and I couldn't move. And so it wasn't really a sleep paralysis or being in that hypnagogic state, but it was more or less just being aware Um, of myself laying in the room. But I was looking at myself if from third person perspective, I was out and about looking down. And as this young boy, I saw my spirit, my soul, myself, simply just ever so slowly rising to the ceiling and Falling back into the body, and <laughs> rising to the ceiling like your grandmother singing you a lullaby kind of song. It was just a simple up and down motion. And I felt so natural and so peaceful and so blissful. And I didn't want it to end. I felt cradled. I felt nurtured. I felt loved. I just felt in that sweet spot, I think, that everyone's looking for. So that w- I guess that would be a yes to your question. That would be my my preempt. That's for sure.
1: I would say, yeah. When was the first time you realized you were on board an extraterrestrial ship, that this wasn't a dream, this was happening? This would definitely be when I was about 30 years old.
0: I began to have these experiences. One experience I remember, well, one type of experience I remember that I had quite often was I would always, again, find myself outside at night, but in the experience versus in real life, I'd find myself aware of a reality, uh, but I was outside. It was a very brightly lit moon, starry kind of night, and I would see words written in the sky, like the the sky was the backdrop. It was the movie screen. It was a tapestry upon which things would be visible, and I would often find myself entering craft in the most strange of ways sometimes I would walk into a I would literally walk into a rock on the ground and that rock would be like sort of like an elevator that would bring me into craft but at the time I didn't really know that these were craft I just thought these were some pretty far out awesome experiences or even if it was just dreams I was just happy about that but slowly but surely exponentially as I got older they began to happen more frequently to a greater capacity The depth, most important, the depth of being conscious of the experience and being able to comprehend and retain that and bringing that to the waking state and using everything I learned there as application, uh, a way to engage with the world, a way to uh, teach just everything that it was all about. But it was, I would say, Gavin, truly, when I met Nucleus 8, we can talk about that if you like, Um, when I met him, I want to say 1997. Um, That's when everything just opened up. Um, I think I've been aboard craft many, many times. But as far as what I absolutely know, I'd say more so in the last 10
1: years. Now, let's say 15 years. Nucleus 8, he would be what we would describe as a contact, an alien contact who would help you understand what was happening to you is that correct could you explain a bit more about who or what nucleus 8 is so 1998 i
0: go to this metaphysical church every other sunday new thought kind of idea and we are all waiting in queue for the doors to open so we can begin the service and so a friend of mine she was a very goofy girl uh she's always just joking around so she sees me a little further in queue behind her and she waves at me she's skips over to me la 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 la. i can see this giddiness this silly girlness on her face and hi keith how you doing hi laura good to see you cheek cheek kiss hug kind of thing pat on the back and she goes uh keith would you like to meet an alien being (laughs) (laughs) and knowing laura she was jacking around and she was jacking around but there was a note of seriousness in her voice i said uh sure she says follow me So I begin to follow her and I did not know what to expect. Around the corner would be this little short green man or he might look like Robin Williams, nanu, nanu. I had no idea. Hmm. So she brings me to the backside of this woman, five foot one woman. And when I get there, Keith meet Nucleus 8, Nucleus 8 meet Keith Blanchard. And so she turns around and I'm expecting to hear what a five foot one woman would sound like. That was very uh, incorrect. (laughs) What came out of this little lady was this boisterous, bold, masculine energy that I couldn't see at the time, but I could feel that it was superimposing her. And the first thing it said to me, Nucleus 8, said to me is, what? (laughs) What do you want from me? I was like, what in the world? What a way to greet someone. And (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself. Uh, And he says, you want some help with that? I said, sure. He says, you want data. He didn't say friendship. You want a sandwich? You want ice cream? He said, you want data. And we started laughing about the whole thing. Basically, he was breaking the ice. And when I grabbed her hand, his hand, their hand, something began to coalesce inside of me. And I knew it would be a forever relationship. Um, though I don't see him as often as well, I don't see her him anymore because they moved to Egypt. But he and I touch experiences every maybe once a year. As I don't know if you read any of that dialogue, but yeah, about he and I. But that moment we met um, began a forever relationship, and I've seen some of the most amazing, phenomenal things through me, with me, to me, the, the abilities, the mental capacity that this alien human hybrid has Uh, his mother was an a gray, tall gray she was not nice she was evil and his father was an Egyptian king so obviously he was he was well he was he was grown for the purpose of security for this quadrant of the Milky Way galaxy his name is nucleus eight he was grown to be the core of security hence nucleus Eight is representative of his placement on the board of the Galactic Federation. Twelve, and so with this kind of, he can monitor six dimensions simultaneously. He has a finger in every pie. Nothing goes beyond him unmonitored via him. He's very very powerful, very very funny, very very full of himself. (laughs) Mm. Uh, It's just a joy and it's just an amazing experience. So, uh, Nucleus Eight is when I got to know him, Gavin, he was 4,720 years old, and that was in 1998, so do the math, 20 whatever plus years. Now, and he told me that his, their technology is such that if you are going to die, let's say you're 5,000 years old and you're going to die, they can rejuvenate your health half of the 5,000 years, and if this happens again, so you got another 25 years, and so if you're getting sick again, they can rejuvenate you half of that time, which is one point whatever. And after that, you're spent. You you, you yeah. just exit to somewhere else. But I've ha- I have so many amazing stories. Some of them actually have been brought about in the mainstream media. For example, one was some years ago, um, back in the Ronald Reagan days, a Star Wars program. Um, <laughs> I get a phone call late at night. He says, "What's up, Keith?" I said, "What's up, Nuke?" We call him Nuke for short, but sometimes we call him me. He says, tomorrow morning, don't be surprised if you see on the news that the Star Wars program fired off uh, this particular laser at a particular something or other. He said, that was me coming into the atmosphere, because when I come into your dimension, there's such an amazing gamma ray burst. The Star Wars program uh, tracks me and immediately sends out a blast. He said, but I missed it. (laughs) Yeah, Nucleus 8, enter.
1: (laughs) Nucleus 8 seems very much on your side, on our side as a human race. But you said about one of its parents as an evil grey, and you you said really evil. Now, that really piqued my interest because of my new book, Harvest. The aliens in that book, they're they're far from nice. They're horrific. They treat us like cattle. That's another story for a different time. What do you know about what these evil greys are doing, or was it that they were just bad news? As far as the nucleus eight part of it, His mother was sort of like what
0: we would experience here in our world today, uh, whether anyone believes in uh, a malevolent force as to why we're all having all these crazy things happen in the world. Um, That was the situation with he and his mother. She was not nice. She was the head of a large hive mind kind of legion, and she had to be stopped. And he stopped to himself which tore him apart because it was his mother he had to put an end to the entire cabal et cabal of this particular lineage um, where his family came from and so um, but at least for the nucleus 8 part of this story is um, they would they were these legion of beings they were just not good beings They you know they, they had an ill an evil agenda but as far as the ets as a whole in and of themselves um be it the greys be it the reptilians or the draconians or words and beings we've never even seen yet that are simply strongly influences influencing us on levels we don't didn't even understand you know there 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 is something mind you the more we become awake the more we become positivity becoming the light becoming the one who is now able to see seeing implies a seeing of everything and so in this seeing of everything there's nothing that is not able to be seen and so we see what looks like others which is really ourselves and then when we begin to see that itself then we can become the manipulators or the strongest influence to take this very said dark energy and just mold it simply like clay, because now I am the creator of my experience. But yet, somehow, there is still an influence, and it's not fun. It's, you know, these, these beings, this energy, it's not kind. It wants what it wants, and it will stop at nothing to get it. And it knows that if I have to lose in this aspect Only to gain on the backside everything. There are many aspects of these beings that are willing to die to gain what they want. And what is it they want? They want something beyond what we already have. They already have land. They don't need land. They already have money. They create it for God's sake. Mm. They want collective power
1: in any shape, form, or fashion. They're willing to do whatever it takes for however long it takes to get it. What is our place within this scheme? Are they nurturing us? Are they keeping an eye on us? Are they worried about us? Are you aware of any long-term plan or goal for the human race within the Federation? This incredible interview continues after these important messages. Is the Poltergeist Syndrome the only type of paranormal phenomena that can really be proven? Read Poltergeist, a new investigation into destructive haunting today. Available on e-reader and wherever books are sold. Visit wwwsixth bookscom for more information. Become the Alchemist of your world. In The Secret of the Alchemist, Colm Holland reveals how you can discover the power to miraculously change the world around you beyond all recognition and for the better. Colm will tell you the story of his encounter with Paolo Coelho and his best-selling book, The Alchemist, and how discovering the secret gave him the insights to achieve true empowerment in his life and how you can too. Read The Secret of the Alchemist today, available from wherever books are sold. Visit www.ohyphenbooks.com to learn how you too can become the alchemist of your life.
0: This is Jason Bland, host of Midwest Paranormal Presents Paranormal Soup, where we stream live as a webcast every Sunday night, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, with guests who will blow your mind, live ghost box sessions where you can call into the show to see the spirits will talk to you, and the world wide web of weird, with the latest in paranormal news and evidence. We're bringing the weird every Sunday night, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow and subscribe.
1: Paranormal entities assaulting us. Go Sex to Violation is the best-selling true account and study of paranormal sexual abuse. Go Sex to Violation by G.L. Davis is available on Kindle and through Amazon. Pray this never happens to you. What if the after-effects of a near-death experience were undeniable? What if a person could suddenly produce high-quality paintings of the afterlife, or if they acquired the ability to compose classical symphonies? Read Shine On. The remarkable story of how i fell under a speeding train journey to the afterlife and the astonishing proof i brought back with me
0: read shine on today on e-readers and wherever books are sold visit
1: www.ohyphenbooks.com today does genesis teach that the human race was created by god or engineered by ets read escaping from eden Today, from wherever books are sold. GL here, and before we get back to the interview, did you know you can listen to this podcast not only ad free but with early VIP access as a TPC? vip patreon as a vip you will get two digital books including my bestseller go sex to violation to keep and read plus digital content two extra draws in our follower monthly book giveaway and exclusive entry into a vip amazon gift voucher draw this is the spooky part all of that is just three pound or three dollars to go vip so go vip today so you don't hear ads like this again head over to www.patreon.com forward slash tpcvip that's patreon.com forward slash tpcvip on with the show
0: well as far as i I take it you're asking the question about the positivity and correct me if i'm wrong yeah yeah yeah. okay the positivity oh yeah uh they have been involved with the Raising of the beautiful idea of the human race Um, We are a part of the RNA DNA code structure of many beings universally I'd say when I say many uh, Seven or eight maybe nine that is many compared to the one idea that we thought we came from this garden where this snake slithered around on this tree coaxing Eden Eve, uh, Eve to take a bite of the apple whether that's true or not, but the idea is They've been, they've had a hand, so to speak, in the bringing up of the human being. If we look at to the time of um, what is the beings that uh, that came to Earth supposedly inky, in the time of uh, creating the human slave race and all that, the Anunnaki, the Anunnaki story, it speaks about these two brothers came to Earth. One was cool, one was not so cool, mm. and I think the plan of raising, farming the human prototype backfired because we now find ourselves in 2020 uh, in a space of homecoming, crossing the bridge to the soul. But yeah, there's an agenda here. This is a divine plan to unfold heaven on earth, the, the prophecy, the Jesus Christ manifestation, on the earth, this is the first of its kind. It's never happened throughout the universe. As to why all these others, goods and bads, creatures on every possible dimension and/or bandwidth are so fascinated, they're salivating to be a part of the human experience, and we are going to achieve that goal. Now, who chooses to be a part of the unfoldment of that plan remains to be seen. But I think there's something unfolding here because I don't think the divine or the higher intelligence of that which always is and
1: always will be, I don't think it's possible it can fail. (laughs) I don't. don't. So obviously, you might not have this answer. This could be just speculation. Were they involved in the creation of our religion? Trying to open up this space
0: in me that vessels or at least creates a better idea for myself, which is It was a lot simpler back then and in the simpleness of it was an amazing power of just being in the energy that in and of itself was the doctrine that would be the religion, the way of being that was done religiously somehow in the manipulation of DNA. People monkeying around in places they shouldn't be. After they were monkeying around with us, trying to make us monkeys and slaves in the first place. When we started to get our groove on, there were still these beings coming in and saying, "Oh, what do we have growing over here in this petri dish?" <laughs> mm-hmm. But eventually, as we became conscious, you know, we've been doing this so long in this era that you've painted 500 or how I mean, however long ago pre-consciousness of man. As we grew our consciousness. It brought us all the way to this spot, many, many hundreds of thousands or millions of years. So it's like if if we can imagine the division of a cell from a cell to green algae and green algae into all these species in the ocean. And whether we believe Darwinism or creationism, it's all the same dance to uh, uh, eventually express and expand ourselves into full-blown consciousness. So this is what I think the religion has always intended to be. But somehow along the way, we started listening to too much noise and the volume of that noise versus the inner silence, which simply is the
1: religion of just being. And would you say that our world governments are aware of these aliens? Are they aware of being like Nucleus 8? I pretty much think that's what this is all about. It may not show up, nor
0: might we give the credence to that very idea. But if we keep following the rabbit into the hole, it may look like being a quarantine. It may look like this, that, and the other. But the agenda that I see is if we was to find out that very truth of the question you pose, game over it would be game over. I think it would solve the racism problem. It would solve the this problem, the that problem. They are very much aware. And that's exactly part of the the plan is to keep us from discovering that very, very simple truth. Because in so doing, we all become liberated. We all basically, pun intended, we'd leave the planet in the form of Our consciousness, we finally become unearthed and we ascend into the heavens, if you will, because now the idea is no longer about me, 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 me. It becomes the the greater part of we are part of a galactic soup, a galactic gumbo, if you will. And so I think everyone would be free. And they know that we know and they don't care. At first, they didn't want us to know And Now that they know that we know, they're going to use that more to their advantage, which is to spin the reality. Hello, Project Bluebeam. And so now that they know that we know, people are beginning to look upward, looking to the sky, that backdrop, that movie screen I talked about earlier, and they will all see the writing on the wall, if you will. And uh, I think it's a point of our liberation and they definitely have no interest in that whatsoever.
1: I have spent you know, many a late night to watch your center of light radio show. And it's very evident at times you are channeling everything about you changes your vocabulary. Your words become almost like a song. Everything becomes lyrical. There's connections within connections. It's an incredible experience to witness. And anyone listening, go and check out Keith Anthony Blanchard's show, Center of Light Radio. It's on YouTube, it's on Facebook. But you get the sense that he has had contact with something or someone of a higher consciousness. Just like going back a little bit, you've had communications with Nucleus 8, this alien being. It came in the guise of a five foot one woman. Have you seen Nucleus 8 out of that guise? Have you seen him in a true form? I would love to share a picture of Nucleus 8 with you. It was
0: drawn, but it's what he looks like. So let me give you a description of what Nucleus 8 looks like. I've Thank seen you. him twice, not in the physical way. He, again, he superimposes his consciousness, over the woman's um he's seven foot tall he has six digits on each hand and foot he has he has the almond alien eyes but not so big sort of human size but it, they're all black his skin is milk white his hair is milk white almost like dreadlocks he wears this cool federation suit <laughs> mm. it's just really really uh, but i've only seen him twice but what was the, what was the second part of that question, my friend? I want to send you that picture for sure, so you can show the audience, so they can actually get a feel of his federationness type of energy in that picture. You, it's 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 it's
1: apparent that you can see that he's some sort of protector. Where does nucleus eight come from? Does he have a home planet? Mm,
0: mm, yeah, yeah, he he lives um, on a mothership station, twenty seven thousand light years away from here, on another dimension. On his planet, there are many, many, many types of beings. (laughs) On the Earth, we have 8 point whatever million different creatures upon it. And um, uh, probably another 8 plus million that we have no idea about. But, you know, on his planet, there are horses, there are cattle, there are prey and mantis. And I don't mean prey and mantis species, aliens. I mean, just all these critters on this place. But he was telling me that everything on the Earth, every living being on the earth comes from their own planet where did the star seed of a horse come from where did this the seed of a this come from where it's so everything has an origin and if we trace it all the way back that's what makes the human experience so delicious everyone wants a part of it because there are so many beautiful creation fragments that reside on this earth so nucleus 8 is this federation this star this mothership station 27000 light years away they their energy there they operate this is how they supply the entire system with energy they have the equivalent of what we would call monks 12 of them sitting around an opened core as they meditate into the core, it's what supplies the entire planetary station with its power. But they are very, very, um, they're very old. <clears throat> meaning, um, nucleus eight, like I said earlier, he's at that time when I was really hanging out with him in the physical way, uh, 4,720 years old, and they live a very, very long time. And nucleus eight has a team. He being the nucleus of. Security. He is truly considered the lord of security in this quadrant of our galaxy. They help stars to be born. Um, they're always policing the galaxy, truly driving around extraterrestrial police cars, if you will, <laughs> yeah. keeping out the nonsense. But that's at least what he, Nucleus 8 has been doing. And there are just so many, many stories, and some of them are so powerful it would be truly difficult for people to grasp some of the things I have been fortunate to experience, him grabbing my hand while I'm awake and pulling me out of my body, bringing me aboard that craft. But what these beings are on this planetary station, Gavin, or they are part of a larger conscious system, uh, this federation of making sure everything, at least in our part of the galaxy, is operating its most optimal. So that's what these people do on
1: that particular locale. I love this sense. And I was just visualizing that as you were describing it, like 12 very high conscious level beings meditating into like an energy core. And that's the fuel. That's the operating system, the guidance system. I just thought that is absolutely incredible. So you've been on board a spaceship. Was it within the realms of comprehension that you can describe to us? You know, did it make sense to you? Would you be able to explain what it looked like to you? Absolutely. When I first met
0: Nucleus 8... I'll give you a couple of quick stories. When I first met Nucleus 8 after about six months, Nucleus 8 came into the experience of being who he is and doing the work that he's doing on Earth is because Star 1, the lady... Um, When she was younger, she had some emotional difficulty with troubles in the family. And Dr. Rex Hare, you can purchase these books, actually not only purchase them, if anyone is interested, find me at keithanthonyblanchard at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to send you the link. All five of these books are free. Download. Dr. Rex Hare being a 40-year clinical psychologist. Well, she came to him for aid, and he put her in a light hypnosis, and <laughs> out come these beings. The first was a fairy by the name of Perithnea, who I've met, a fairy by the name of Perithnea. She says, if you think you're going to come in here and monkey with this, with my my loved one's mind, I will stop you myself. And so begin to enter all these different beings, shamans, archangels, and finally Nucleus A. And so... He being a 40-year clinical psychologist, you know, and he's, this never came across his table or his bed. <clears throat> so he calls in some of his peers, his colleagues, and uh, he says, guys, I need your help with this. And so after about a 30-minute session with uh, this happening on Dr. Rex Hare's table, they basically said, Rex, you're on your own with this one. <laughs> and so after about six months of hanging out with Dr. Rex Hare and Star One, and my friend who introduced us to Nucleus 8, who she had children on their planetary station with, I know this sounds nuts, that's what makes it so delicious and beautiful, yanks us out of the box immediately. <clears throat> but after six months, um, he came over, they came over, and they put me uh, Dr. Rex Hair says, Keith, you know, I just want to regress you just a little bit. I'm not going to hypnotize you. I just want you to relax. I want to see if there's some stuff to, in there that you would like us to remove. Um, we did. We poked around a little bit. And, you know, the end result was I'm a pretty happy guy. I got, some, you know, I got some issues here and there, but overall, I'm pretty good. And he says, I'm about to bring you back. And then all of a sudden, nucleus enters star one. And he says, and he gets in my ear and he goes, hey, Keith. I said, nucleus, what's up, bro? He goes, shh, be quiet. I said, yeah, so what's up? He goes, you remember that journey I've been promising? I said, said, yes, I do. He says, keep your eyes closed. Relax. He says, you ready? I said, absolutely. (laughs) He says, give me your hand. So I give him my hand and he clasps my hand and he begins to pull ever so gently on my arm, stretching it outward to where my elbow is now completely um, long. My arm's completely long. And it's like if you can grab your shirt and pull it outside of you as if you would be bringing your arm out. It felt like that stretching of consciousness <laughs> is what I know as me was leaving my body and found myself in his planetary uh, starship station. And these experiences, Gavin, begin to happen. Shortly after, six months later, he says, Keith, uh, from that metaphysical church that we would go to every other Sunday, he calls me one day and he says, listen, Keith, he says, everybody in our group, we had a meditation group of about six, seven, maybe eight of us. Every other Sunday, after the service, we'd go to someone's house. And of course, him being the 4,720-year extraterrestrial alien, he would lead the, <laughs> the mm-hmm. meditation group. And so he finally called me and he says, Keith, everybody in the group has an implant but you. It's all right. And he says, they're smaller than the you, I can see. I'm making them myself and I only have one left. Do you want it? I said, prove it to me. I want it. He says, all right. He says, if you're lost, we can find you. If you're in trouble, we can help you. And if you are sick, we can administer medicine through it. He named a couple extra perks. I said, all right, what's the drawback? <laughs> he says, your life is no longer private. And I said, I understand that. He says, do you have anything you are ashamed of? I said, and I actually thought about it. <laughs> Yeah. All, all of my knuckleheaded nonsense. I said, no, I'm okay with everything. He says, the next time you and I speak, be it face-to-face or over the phone, this will be implanted. I said, great. So I go play music at the casino um, for seven, no, seven sets, grueling sets. This was an 11-hour experience. So I come home dog tired at 4 in the morning. I went to find myself in a state of full-blown consciousness at about 6.30 or whatever it was uh, in excruciating pain. Um, And uh, in this full-blown experience, I'm looking over my shoulder to find out who and or what is administering this pain in my right kidney region, and I would say it would be the equivalent of what we'd call maybe like an 80, 85-year-old woman in our terms, but so she had to be 7,005, whatever, ridiculous number old, and she's walking me over towards this lawn chair, that's how we would call this thing that Nucleus 8 was sitting on, and she's going... She's talking to me telepathically, silly boy, you went into this thinking on some level it would hurt. And guess what? You made yourself right. And this pain was so intense. I began to vomit as she's bringing me to Nucleus A. And in the experience, I begin to vomit all over his feet. My phone in the actual bedroom rings and guess who's on the phone? It's Nucleus Eight. And I said, dude, I just had a dream about it. He said, no, you didn't. I said, dude, don't tell me I was there. I just had a dream about it. He says, Keith, you were not dreaming. I said, are you sure about that? He says, the vomit all over my feet tells me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Right? And so these experiences have happened, and I lost track with Nucleus 8 after, after four and a half years, for 14 years. And then one day out of nowhere, he contacts me of all things on Facebook, and he invites me to... Uh, with an, an invitation to re- to tweak the, the implant I received all those years ago. And that's when I found myself aboard his craft. And the question you asked me a long way around it was to describe the inner, uh, the interior of at least his craft or many of the craft. And believe it or not, Gavin, they look a lot like ours. It doesn't look so Star Trekky or futuristic. They do have that feel or ambiance to them. But they have what we call a living room. And when I went aboard that craft, that second time when he tweaked my implant, there were children everywhere, children, children, children of many different races. And they would be—they were sitting in what we would call a living room. There were sofa-type things and groups of 10 over here, a group of 6 over here, a group of 8 over here, all these beautiful little beings. And... I knew intuitively i have been doing this for a long time. And I I asked the question of the entire group. I said, how many people here have seen me before? And everyone raises up the hand except a group of about eight over here. And at that moment, I blacked out, find myself laying on my back. And the nucleus eight looks down upon me. He sticks his head into the scene and I see him completely. And so these craft... A lot of these beings look exactly like us. We occupy, we colonize local space. And, of course, when you go into deeper dimensions or um, dimension, the dimension of just being far away into a completely cosmic vibration other than what we know as our frequency of Earth, galaxy, solar system, they do start to change. But being aboard these ships, everything seems familiar, it, it for, at least for me. there's nothing that seems strange. There are new experiences. Oh, wow, that's cool looking, or that's cool. But everything always, to me, seems just very natural.
1: When you described on board the, the spacecraft, you said there was children of all different races. I imagine you're not saying human races, are you? You're saying races as in galactic? As far as physical appearance, the ones I have been fortunate throughout my
0: life, many different types, Pleiadians, the Calarians. Even this group, this solar galactic federation of nucleus eights, they all look like, if you remember the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind at the end, when the big door drops and these little beings come out, not necessarily that they look like little bitty grays. They do have that quality. But what makes it so familiar is the fact that they are children. All children have that same innocent, curious quality. Wonderment innocence again that's the best word. I like it like this brand new kitten I gotten I got for my son recently. It's just this playfulness starry eyed would be a great accurate word. but as far as appearance, when you're in that realm, not that you would judge because that's not what you do, but in that realm, it, you we even almost lose the capacity to see them in a, the physical way for what they look like because we're in such a different state of being and seeing of things. You know, I can sit here and say, well, I remember some looking like these little grays and some looking like these little children and some looking like these little gray and human children. And there's every shade in between because but what is most apparent is this Youthful quality, they're bouncing
1: around, kind of kitty cat, kind of energy. It's an incredible experience, and I think that it's something some people might think, well, this is very strange, very strange experience. It's not your typical close encounter. But then, when we look at, say, for example, the Billy Meyer case in Switzerland with his involvement with the Palladians, but not the Palladians that we know, it's from another dimension. There are a lot of similarities. And there is a lot of people who have similar alien experiences. Not all of them are negative. The atrocities that these aliens, not all of them, as you're saying, Paul Wallace as well from Escaping from Eden, he say not all aliens are bad. You've just said this as well. But unfortunately, there are some very, very negative aliens with a horrific agenda against us. They will and- eat you if they had the opportunity. They will literally eat you. <laughs> yeah, you and Paul haven't had that discussion yet But Paul Wallace from Escaping from Eden said That there is a cabal of aliens And there are certain ground rules There are aliens that are examining us from a scientific point of view And yes, there are aliens that are harvesting us as they would cattle Why do you think you were chosen for contact? Why are you, Keith? I was chosen, so to speak, because I
0: said yes It was asked of all of us I just chose to say yes. Some people choose their yes, how it applies to them in their life. And that's a beautiful thing. And I wasn't chosen per se as if if I have a specialness, but I chose to say yes a very, 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 very long time ago, eons of time, as to why I find myself in this place, 2020, in alignment with something that is far beyond what I want to move into In such a way that I lose what I know as me. I want to become, I want it to become me. I want it to consume me like a divine fire. I want to become, I want to be shattered. I want to know, not only in the form of a concept in my mind, but I want it to be what I am. I want to be animated by it and always say yes. So that in and of itself is me choosing to be chosen. And everyone has that opportunity. It lies before or lies within everyone. And because I'm such a <laughs> yes man, one of my rewards would be to hang out with others, to be aboard the biblical Enoch's ship many years ago. Uh, my reward for being, so to speak, such a good dog, a good participant. Come here, boy. Here's a treat. And mm. it's to hang out galactically with these beings and with also the celestials as well as the extraterrestrials but what I, these experiences I start for I love being in the stars I love just playing in these realms what it feels like those kids aboard those craft, just an innocent, curious little being.
1: <laughs> when you sadly pass, when this vessel that we call a body's gone, do you think on a spirit form or an energy form this will continue for you? I was just thinking because me and you have a mutual friend and I'm going to I'm going to send her a link to this because she love it. Susan Plunkett, the author of Mission from Venus. All three of us are very, very good friends. I love her love it a bit. She says, I don't know where this stuff's coming from. I'm uh, I'm channeling it. And it's amazing. What do you think will happen? Do you think that once give up this body, that that's when the real journey begins? Or is that it? Oh, it it lasts forever.
0: You can never not exist. (laughs) And so just when we think we get the all of it, and we finally found the place, we reached our destination, then the question becomes, Now what? (laughs) And it's a default question. You cannot never ask this question. Now what? Because when we climb the mountain and we do the rocky dance aboard the – on top of the steps in Philadelphia, Hmm. when we do this dance, then what next? Now what? You know, Deepak Chopra, the famous spiritual author, says – you know, you we're automatically we're always in dilemma because as soon as you begin to postulate, entertain the idea that the you know, what lies beyond the edge of this universe? What is that thing that lies beyond the edge? And so spiritual expansion begins to curve within itself, like feedback on the microphone. The sound comes out of the speaker into the microphone, out of the speaker into the microphone, and it creates this loop of expansion. And so I just want to be in that place. Um, I want to play in that garden again. And so when we cross over into that field, that playground, the only thing different between then and now is the buffer of time is not as effective. It's not really there. What you think you get immediately. Now, mind you, many people, when we cross, even though you may have what you would call a not-so-good life being without the body automatically is the feeling if you can feel there it's not really an emotional place but let's use the word feeling you feel light-natured already so there's a an, an inherent joy of just being without the body because the body is so dense and so heavy this bag of bones meat suit and so being in that, inherent default joy begins to the process of the wheel moving of having good conscious thoughts now some people when they exit the body which you really don't exit the body you just go further within yourself the body just disintegrates as a result of that disconnection or that severing or that i'm done with this experience thing they bring in with them into the abyss this rabbit hole an abyss type consciousness and they will find themselves in this self-induced hell experience, laying on the ground, if you will, in this spiritual fetal position of guilt, regret, what I should have done, shouldn't have done. And they will stay there. It can last what we'd call a day, an hour, a week, a month. It can last for an eternity because it depends on how far into the hell of yourself or the, the, the hell you've made out of your life. Um, that one decides to place them in. And, and the same is true in the flip. And so basically, we're in this field of infinite poten- potential, and who we are as we leave this world is what is likely going to show up next. And so you know, we can stay in this place or that place or this place or that place, and we had enough of this place, enough of this self induced hell or this self induced almost heaven. We just constantly choose for eternity. And I'm tired of dancing. <laughs> I want to. I want to take this one out.
1: I want to sit on the chair and just
0: rest for a while.
1: You're an incredible man with incredible experiences and a very positive message. How did your experiences, your life experience, this alien experience lead to you writing Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul, which is available 31st of July, 2020 from dot bookscom It's available wherever books are. So you've heard the guy. Imagine what his writing is like. I've read his books and they are phenomenal. Wait till you read Homecoming. Keith, tell us, how did this all come together? Pain is an amazing catalyst. I was in a relationship for 10 years
0: that dissolved and... In- and i had nothing absolutely nothing and now that i found quote myself i want to go back to nothing but that part of my life was a dark night of the soul i was in this relationship she was my food she was my shelter she was my girlfriend she was my sex she was the this and the that and i was so living externally in she was my praise and or blame for my misery and or my happiness and when she left that was all removed and i was in this space of homecoming crossing the bridge to the soul everything was pure potential In that moment I went back to the garden though I did not know it at that time because it felt dark and full of despair heart pangs and I began to touch my soul because of this illusion of pain it truly became sacred ground to me and and I, I found something in me being born when I was lamenting on my knees you know what is this God, if you will, um, which uh, Nucleus 8 and their people, they call God breath. And when I started to integrate this energy, this understanding, this wanting, this yearning, this burning, this churning of this desire, oh, my God, God this door began to open up inside of me. And it's like I feel at home. And when i started to see the benefits of this new change i was undergoing i began to dive even further into myself with even with even more diligence and passion and devotion and so this field this infinite potential field began to expand inside of me the level of awareness began to expand inside of me and in that awareness becomes the door, we become visible of that very door. We realize that we've always been at the door. We just decided to take our hand off the knob and just look the other way opposite of the door and walk a different path. And so this expansion, this new place for me in my many last few, many years of my life versus the earlier course of my life, words tend to soil. Or, or lack expression of that particular place that we can all have. Uh, it belongs to all of us. It's our divine birthright. But through pain, Gavin, I found the most amazing joy because I didn't clamp down on this pain. I just saw everything now as potential energy. And so now instead of wanting of something, I just want to ride in the current. We're all in the cosmic life stream. But the, the magic is allowing the stream to simply push you along, or you can be one in the cosmic live stream like a rock and buck the current only to find your life full of turmoil and trouble and rapids, if you will. Um, but these vesseling experiences that I do when I do my presentations and sometimes even radio interviews like with you, um, they fill me so much inside. I, I lose Keith. I fall into this fire. I fall into this dance of infinity. There's no right or wrongness in it. There is just it in it. And I realize I'm starting to truly integrate the truth that where we all want to go to is here. (laughs) We want, we're on an infinite journey to absolutely nowhere. And the place we're trying to get to in a future time perspective is actually the place we are at right now. And when we get that and we begin to integrate that, that feedback loop begins to expand. And this explosion of light, sound information begins to happen within within one's being. And that's when you truly cross the threshold into the
1: garden of the soul. You're an absolutely incredible gentleman, Keith. Honestly, your words sort are of loaded with hope and love and light with everything that is going on at this particular moment in time as we record this on the 9th of june 2020 i hope the people listening to this at this time in a week from now a month from now a year 10 years i hope they found their homecoming so keith how can people read homecoming crossing the bridge to the soul that's your new book by keith anthony blanchard how can people contact you how can people connect with you KeithAnthonyBlanchard.com, CenterOfLightRadio.com, same
0: website, just a different door in. (laughs) Um, You can find me on YouTube.com slash CenterOfLightRadio. All of my presentations, I do them nightly, four or five a week. I just create these topics that just pop into my head. I may say, so what is the world coming to? And that's all I need. And I go into this dance. So all these presentations are on these sites. You can find me on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash Keith Anthony Blanchard, facebook.com slash Center of Light Radio. I'm a very approachable guy. I'm the guy next door that will come knock on your door and ask to borrow some sugar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. that's just who I am I love people I love kissing people on the face I love shaking hands I love hugging I love looking into the eyes of someone and finding something beautiful about that person be it uh, the way they smell their dialect their clothes whatever it is I find something and I begin to hyperfix and hyper focus on it and when I begin to massage that beautiful quality of them Gavin and I have seen the most beautiful things step out of people Right in front of my eyes. So you can find me uh, email-wise, KeithAnthonyBlanchard at gmail.com. You can purchase Homecoming Crossing the Bridge to the Soul on Amazon now. It will come to you in July when the release date happens. Now that everyone knows how to find me, please stop by and say hi.
1: Trust me, you really want to do this, guys. You really want to connect to Keith. He will make your day. He's got a Facebook page where he puts his videos on. He's got a YouTube channel, Centre of Light Radio. You really want to embrace it. If you feel like there's something missing or you're feeling a little low, you know, we've all struggled with what's going on in the world. We all feel a little bit disconnected. I certainly have. I've been working through my own stuff right now and I'm in UK and Keith's on at 1am UK time and I've stayed up twice last week. I have just came away feeling reinvigorated, galvanized, stronger, more optimistic. This guy's got an amazing power and he's doing it for good. Homecoming. Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. It's available wherever books are sold. You can get it on e-reader, Kindle. You can get it through Amazon, delivered to your door, Barnes & Noble. And in a world, once it starts to heal itself, you'll hopefully be able to buy it from any bookshop in the world. Just pop in and ask, and they'll get it for you. It's a great book. It's a great message. It's something we all need right now. Support Keith. Get your copy. Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul by Keith Anthony Blanchard. Keith, thank you so much for your time, but can I answer one more thing? Can you leave our listeners with a final thought? <sighs> ya va. Ya,
0: heart, God, will, power, passion. All that is. Na is the mind. Hopefully a clear one. Having right discernment, understanding, being in information, being in a form of true understanding. And va would be the backbone. When you have these three aspects, these sacred seed syllables of your very own self... There is nothing that you cannot achieve. You must go beyond simply believe in things. You must believe in yourself. How can you believe and or touch the garment of the majesty? Until you touch your own garment and believe in yourself. You cannot digest the whole until you take in and consume the peace. P-I-E-C-E, P-E-A-C-E. This is the way. There is no other way. There are many paths to the way. There is only one way and it belongs to you. In fact, it is who you are. And you can never separate yourself from that unless you choose. Win or lose, love song or the blues. It is all up to you. God bless
1: you. Wow. If only the listeners could have seen what I just saw then. Right. Everyone, that is Keith Anthony Blanchard, author of the brand new book Homecoming, Crossing a Bridge to the Soul, available from wherever books are sold. An amazing guy. There is so much more to this man, so much more information he gives. I've spoken to him for an hour. He has a lifetime of experiences that he shares regularly with the Center of Light radio show. You can find it centeroflight.com. Find Keith Anthony Blanchard. Find him on Facebook, YouTube. Just find him. He's an incredible guy. He will change your life. Keith Anthony Blanchard, you're an incredible man. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you and the doorway that you
0: are. Thank you, Gavin, for having me on your powerful platform. God bless you and all that you do. Obviously, that is apparent because you, like me, are just full of passion. That's why we connect so well.
1: The International Chart-Topping Haunted Horror of Haverford West Has Been Described As Terrifyingly Real A Must Read Shocking and Chilling Brilliance Genuinely Worrying and Chilling Utterly Frightening Don't Read Before Bed Described As One of the Spookiest Writers Out There Best-Selling Author G.L. Davies Presents Haunted horror of haverford west the true paranormal account that is shocking the world dare you enter dare you read haunted horror of haverford west is available on amazon barnes and noble kindle and wherever books are sold pray you never have to live there